1: welcome to the hawks Beat podcast it's your boy edub make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to the show on all the places where you get your podcasts now let's get on with the show like we always do about this time.
2: <laughs> I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless chapman there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lex is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody as ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah.
1: What up? What up? What up? What up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome to the day after aftermath of the NBA draft. Come on in. Come on in, man. A a midday a midday edition of the Hawksby podcast. Man, it's your boy Edub checking in with you guys. Hope you guys are having a great day. And uh, let's get right to it, man. I want to hear your thoughts on the draft. want to hear your thoughts on the draft. We're going to be talking uh, heavily about the draft today. We're going to be talking about the draft and uh, a little bit of free agency. We're going to hear some sound from Travis Slink. Uh, Travis Slink met with the media last night and we're going to play some clips from that interview. But before we get started, before we get started, we want to uh, thank you guys for checking us out. And we want to invite you guys to connect with us on all of our social media platforms if you have not done so already. Um, yeah, a, a big part of what we do is on the social media front. So make sure you hit us up on the Twitters. That is uh, on the little scroller marquee if you're watching this live. Uh, we are at Hawks Beat. And make sure you subscribe to the show if you haven't done that aw- already. Uh, via the podcast, we're on all the, the streaming networks. Pod, uh, we're on. Uh, what are we on? What are we on? We're on uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts now. I think that's what they call it. We're on Spotify. We're on Anchor. We're on everything, man. Just search the Hawks Beat Podcast. Give us a shout out. Let us know what your uh, what your thoughts are on the draft as well. And listen, if you're not a Hawks fan, go ahead and weigh in as well. How did your team do? Uh, last night during the draft, how did your team do during the draft last night? I know this is a uh, an, an Atlanta Hawks podcast, but uh, if you're a Knicks fan, if, if you're a Mavericks fan, let me know how your team did, and we are we will we'll get into that as well. Um, <clears throat> this was an interesting draft last night. This was, I like to say, this was a role player draft last night. Not a lot of superstars. Not a lot of guys that are going to, uh, you know, move the meter as far as like a franchise type player, right? Uh, there was no LeBron James, there was no Tim Duncan, there was no Zion Williamson. Uh, but, but then again, this isn't to take away from all of these guys drafted last night. And we give uh, a big salute to all of those people who got drafted last night. And, uh, but, I mean, let, let's be honest about what it was. This wasn't the most talent-ridden draft in in, in, in that we've seen. But, um, nevertheless, the draft had to go on. And I think uh, the ESPN and all those guys, I think they did a great job with the draft, with the cameras and the guys, you know, with the backdrops. Uh, I thought Amika Andrews did an amazing job. I think she did an amazing job doing interviews with the players after they got drafted. And uh, I think as far as drafts go, they they did a a fairly good job considering considering that, you know, we are all able to come together. So, um, yeah. So, again, if you are in the chat, go ahead and uh, check in with us. Let us know how you thought. Uh, your team did, whether it is the Atlanta Hawks or if it is somebody else, Uh, the talk that we're going to do today is going to be primarily based on the Atlanta Hawks. But if you want to let me know how your team did, hit us up, hit us up in the chat, Uh, or you can hit us on the Twitters (laughs) at Hawks Beat. So uh, last night, the Atlanta Hawks had, of course, the number six pick in the draft. And uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time recapping the draft. You guys, by now, if you follow um, sports with any type of regularity or anything like that, you have seen the the uh, the results of the draft. And, of course, the, the hole that the Hawks come away with is they draft Onyeka Okongwu, number six, and in the second round they drafted Skylar Mays, Skylar Mays, um, the combo guard out of LSU. So we're going to talk a little bit about those guys. Uh, we're also going to hear again from Travis Schlink, who had a press conference, uh, met with the local media late into the night, late. And when I say late, it was it was like after twelve. <laughs> it was after twelve. And uh, hold on one second. Let me get my let me get my light going on here. Let me get my light. Forget man. Get some light on the subject. Hold on one second. If you're watching this. Just bear with me. There we go. There we go. Got to get some light on the subject. So, yeah, so the Hawks came away and they drafted uh, Onyeka Okongwu and Skylar Mays with the sixth and the 50th pick, respectively. Now, if you follow us on Twitter, I I put up a poll that I want you to go vote on. I'm going to give you the results uh, of that poll a little bit later. Um, And that's just a fan poll to see. Just to gouge, what you guys think about how the Hawks did in relation in relation to uh, drafting last night? So, <clears throat> I'm gonna start with with the first round guy, man, Onyeka Okongwu, six nine. Um, he's anywhere from two twenty to two forty five, depending on what site you're looking at. He's a big kid. He's a big kid, seven uh, one wingspan. Um, From the Chino Hills High School, uh, played high school ball with the Ball Brothers, uh, won a couple of high school championships, and then ventured out to USC where he had a very good uh, freshman year. A lot of people have been comparing him to Bam Adebayo um, and kind of a Tristan Thompson with a little bit more in his offensive bag. And to me, I think that's kind of fair. I think that's kind of fair. I think Bam Adebayo, if, if he becomes a Bam Adebayo type of player, uh, shoot, yeah, sign me up. <laughs> sign me up. Uh, I can dig, I can dig that. I can dig that. But I can definitely see those comparisons as far as who he resembles in the NBA with uh, a Congo. I think you're getting one of the best defenders in the draft purely um everyone knows that this team needed defense this team lacked a lot of defense and a congo is a guy that can come in uh word on the street is he can he can he can guard three to five, three four five. uh quick feet uh he can he can protect the rim a little bit good rebounder so he's just a solid guy like he's not a He's not a guy that's gonna uh you 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 know you're gonna you're not <laughs> you're not gonna put him on any billboard and say, hey, come see this guy. Nah, but he's a guy that you need in your in your in your on your roster. He he's one of those guys. He's a a hard-nosed guy, a blue-collar worker. And I think that this is a very, very good draft pick. Uh he's a banger in the paint. Uh you would like for him to be a little bit taller. He's only 6'9, but uh word on the street, he's 19 years old. So, you know, there's a chance that he could still be growing, you know. So uh, I kind of would like to have maybe well, one or two inches. But, I mean, that's not even really a big deal. You know, the, the kid is – he's thick. <laughs> he's thick. He's solid. And uh, I think that <clears throat> his body is the least of your concerns. Um Has really good hands. And that is going to be important when you pair him next to a guy like Trey Young who loves to dish the ball. You know, Trey is, of course – top three top four guy in the league in assist so you know that he you play with trey you got to be ready <laughs> you got to be ready uh, has big hands soft hands can catch and one thing that travis mentioned in the press conference um in the pressure that he had well after midnight last night is that he has uh he, he's a very high character guy and he, he said he checked the box on he was a, he's like he's just a very good dude like a very high character guy and I think that there's something to that, that there is something to um, Travis wanting to get these guys who are high character guys. You know Um, I, I I particularly would have liked to see them get uh, the Okoro kid, but in true, in true Hawks fashion, he went number five to the Cleveland Cavaliers and yeah, man, I, I really like the Okoro kid. But again, this is not to, to, to uh, disparage the Kongu pick. I like Kongu, but my, my, the guy who was on my, my on my list, on my radar, on my board was the Okoro pick. Uh, checking in with us, uh, he said, "I wish we would have gotten the Obi Toppin," but I understand why we went with defense at six. Yeah, uh, Obi Toppin was another guy I kind of looked at, but again, uh my guy, what what was Okoro? I think that um, you know, I, I think he's going to do good in Cleveland. I think he's going to do good in Cleveland. But again, this is no way taking away anything from the Okongu pick. So, um, for, furthermore, when you look at that that, that Okongu pick, you 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 have to look at it from the standpoint of we knew this was a a role player type type draft, you know. Um, so here's, here, here's where we are now, right? So here's where we are. And keep in mind that the roster is not yet developed. It's not yet complete. So you're drafting a guy that's going to pretty much run rich your second team. So if the season were to start and we had no free agency, this is what your second team is primarily going to look like. You're going to have Brandon Godwin as your backup point guard, Cam Reddish uh, as one of your wings. You're going to have Bruno Fernando. You're going to have Dwayne Dedman. Uh, You're going to have a Okongwu and the Mays kid, Skylar Mays, the guy you drafted, number 50 overall. We'll talk a little bit about Skylar as well. Um, That five that I mentioned, you want it to be better, to be honest with you. You want it to be a little bit better. (laughs) And and that's no shade. And it will be better once they add a little bit of free agency, uh, once they add some free agent picks to it. You know, I like the Godwin kid. I like the Reddish kid. Uh, the Bruno, you know, all of these guys still have a lot of growing to do. And let me be clear when I say this. And I should have started, I should have started the podcast out by saying this. I hate draft grades. I hate draft grades. You're gonna see today, if you go on Google, if you go on Twitter, anywhere you go, everyone's gonna be giving out handing out draft grades. Oh, this team got an A, this team got a B. Nah, man. I, I believe that is so dumb because these guys have not played one moment in the NBA. They have not logged a single NBA minute. So how can you grade these guys when they have not logged an NBA minute? And I get it is based on kind of what you think they are projections. I think it's trash. I think it's trash. I think that if you are going to grade these guys, I think that you need to grade it based on what they have been for the past three years, right? So that's kind of my spiel on that. But uh, again, last night we spoke with Travis Schlink late into the hour, and he's going to give an explanation, uh, some of the clips that I have on why he picked the kangu, why he liked him, the idea of why did they not trade up, why did they not trade down. He's going to explain some of those in the clips that I have for you. But I wanted to bring this up to you guys. And those of you guys who understand uh, what this Hawks team has been and where it's going. And we talk a lot about the progression, right? We talk a lot about the progression of the Atlanta Hawks and where they have been and where they're going. Think about the bigs that we started with last year, right? The bigs, the, 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 the power forwards and the centers. That's kind of how, how they, 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 they uh, structure these guys now. Last year you had the bigs of Damian Jones, you had Alex Lynn, Bruno Fernando was his rookie year, and he looked like a deer in the headlights, John Collins, and you could probably even throw Jabari Parker into that list if you wanted to, maybe even Vince, because at those at their stages in their career, they're playing more of the four position, you know, power forward, you know. Granted, Vince is like 6'5, you know, (laughs) but that was the position that they played or whatever. Um, so those were the bigs that you had last year. So already going into this year, here is the here is the upgrade, right? Here's the upgrade on the bigs that you have this year. You have Clint Capella, you have John Collins, you have Bruno and in his second year. You're hoping that you're gonna get a little bit more from Bruno. Hopefully, the competition with Capella and some of these guys is gonna help him get better. You're gonna have Deadman, which is an improvement on Alex Lynn, and you add a Kongu to the mix. And uh, as some breaking news, the Hawks have signed. Uh, what is the guy's name? I wrote it down on my notes. What's the guy's name? Uh, Nathan Knight. He is a center from William and Mary. They they signed him to a two a, a two way deal. So he'll probably see some time with the College Park Skyhawks and. Um, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. But uh those are your bigs, guys. Those are your bigs starting out this year. Uh, and I think it's a, a tremendous improvement. And uh shout out to my homie Tanya. What's up, girl? How you doing? Um yeah, but definitely a, a a huge improvement on the 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 squad that you had last year. Last year starting out, that squad was just utterly terrible. And I went to battle with some of y'all on Twitter because y'all were still expecting Lloyd Pierce to make uh, <laughs> magic out of these guys, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm very happy with the Congo pick. I think that he's going to come in with that second team, give them a little bite. Uh, I think that the free agency period is critical, and I think that Travis knows what he's doing. I'm a big anybody who's ever heard any of my podcast, you've ever followed any of my tweets, understands that I'm a huge fan of uh, Travis Link. Um <clears throat> Sean Gomes checking in with us. Appreciate the love checking in from our YouTube. Hawks got the best player in the draft. He's the real deal. I agree. I agree. Uh definitely arguably, arguably the best defender in the draft. And that is what you need. I'm a stick, I'm a stickler on defense. And I and I think that they've neglected the defensive side of the ball for a while. You address offense, uh, and now I think that you're addressing the defense. I think a lot of times that when you look at players, be it free agents, be it be it college guys, you look at and say, oh, this guy can't play defense. Oh, well, this guy can't shoot. A lot of times you want both, but those guys that have both are few and far between. Like it's not a whole bunch of them guys just like walking around. Like either a lot of these guys are either going to be good on one side of the ball and not good on the other. So it's time to stack up on some of these guys that are good on the defensive side of the ball, right? You know, you got Trey, you got Kevin, you got John, you got you got some offensive firepower. And if I were to go back and look at the metrics, the stats, uh, the Hawks had a pretty decent defense. I mean, a, a pretty decent offense last year. I believe they were top five. I mean, top 10. I want to say seven, but I'll go back and check on that. But uh, the offense was straight last year. The offense was straight. They just gave it the booty when it came to defense. this segment is brought to us by Tillman's Trinkets and Things custom jewelry shipped quickly to your doorstep every piece will be uniquely yours you can get the Tillman's Trinkets and Things from our website thehawksbeat.com just click on their banner Tillman's Trinkets and Things shout out to our guy Jonathan he's done great work he's made pieces for my daughter for my son for myself check out the folks over at Tillman's trinkets and things. Um, The second guy they drafted the night uh, towards the end of the night was Skylar Mays. Now I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Skylar. Um, number 50 overall. I didn't do a lot of scouting on Skylar. I don't know much about him. I know that he was a senior. He was a four-year player, which is good. I, I like the seniors. They come out with a lot more maturity. Um, I, I imagine that the minutes he has this season are gonna be are gonna be kind of few and far between, but I like the kid. He's a combo guard, he's big, 6'4, 205, and can he can handle it, can shoot it a little bit. You know, he's not gonna see that many minutes. Maybe he will get uh, a little bit more opportunity uh in the G League if, if he has to play some G League games to get his feet wet. I'm gonna tell you something, man. The minutes are going to be there. The minutes are going to be there, but you are going to have to compete. You're going to have to compete if you want some minutes, Mr. May. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to the competition. You know, um, that was kind of one thing that I liked about Brandon Godwin. He understood, like, yo, man, I got to compete. I got to kind of play for broke. And I think that that's what he did. And I think that this year um, the expectations for Mr. Godwin are going up. They're going up. They paid him a little bit of money. Uh, word on the street is that they they, they, they took on his guaranteed money for this season, so he's good to go. But I imagine that they're still going to bring in another point guard and say, hey, man, that backup point guard is up for grabs. If you want it, you have to go get it. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that backup point guard position. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit, some free agents, Uh, in a little bit. We're not going to go too free agent heavy. That's going to be kind of another draft, another uh, podcast, but this is primarily to talk about the draft. So with the Congo pick, with the Skylar Mays pick, I'm not going to give it a grade, but I am very, uh, I'm very pleased, very pleased with both picks. Again, if you are on Twitter, make sure you go by and check in with our poll. And uh, let me make sure that it's still up there. I believe it's still up there. So yeah, the poll is up there, and it's just basically how do you feel about how the Hawks performed in uh, last night's draft. Let me see if I can pull it up, pull it up, pull it up, pull it up. All right, there you go. Okay, yeah. All right, so we got a lot of people that, that that's checked in with the draft, and I will give you those results. But now here's what we're going to do. Like again, I said last night we spoke with uh, Travis Slink, the general manager of the Atlanta Hawks. And I have three clips that I'm going to play from Travis. And just real quick, Travis, here's the thing I like about Travis. Travis is quick and to the point, man. You ask Travis a question and all his answers are going to be under like 45 seconds. You know what I'm saying? He, he's in in he's vet this game. He's not going to give you too much, but he's going to answer your question. He's going to answer your question, but uh, he's not going to give you much. So uh, the first Travis Link clip I want to give. Uh, he's talking about the strategy, right? A lot of people were like, Oh, Hawks need to sell the pick. I was in favor of them saying he needs to sell the pick, move down, and you know, gather some more assets if it was possible. And believe you me, Travis was trying to wheel and deal. So this is Travis talking about the strategy for moving up or moving down.
0: You know, obviously we liked oh, but to be completely frank with you, um, you know, we let it be known that if the team wanted to trade up, uh, you know, it would cost them a future first. Uh, and nobody was really willing to do that. And the other caveat we had is we didn't really want to fall back outside of the top ten. We were comfortable sliding back, you know, two or three spots, but we didn't want to go back to the mid-teens. And, you know, there are some offers to go back that far, um, but we really felt like the, the group of guys that we liked uh, it was best for us to stay inside the top 10 and get that pick. And at the end of the day, um, you know, no teams wanted to do that.
1: <laughs> Travis I like, look, man, ain't nobody want no piece of that. But here's that's what I like, though. That's what I like about Travis. He let folks know, this is what I have. This is what, uh, if you want to get to this spot, this is what it's going to take. I love the fact that he didn't want to drop outside of the top 10. While this is a role player draft, you don't want to drop outside that top 10. You don't want to get these guys, you know, cause there's still a grade there, right? There's still a grade after you get past that first 10 guys. Uh, but he didn't want to fall out that top 10. He's like, look, man, it's going to cost you guys a first. If you want to do business and nobody wanted to do business, which is fine. You know? So we, we stuck with the six pick and I think that uh that was the right choice. You don't want to just make be making moves just to make moves. And again, I am always, I am always gonna be here for Travis Link, backing that dude up, and uh, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm, 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 I'm driving the, I'm driving the Travis Link school bus, man. I think that, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm, 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 I'm on the, I'm on the, uh, the Travis Link bandwagon. So, uh, this next, this next clip is Travis just talking a little bit about how he sees Okongu fitting in to his skill set, how he sees him fitting in with the squad.
0: Coming into the NBA, right? Um, You know, he's going to be a plus rebounder defensively. Um, He's going to be a rim protector. Um, And the other thing that he does, he moves his feet very, very well in pick and roll coverages. And as you guys know, it's extremely important for big guys to be able to guard in pick and rolls. And those are his strengths coming in. Uh, he's got great instincts. He's got good hands. Um, so we're really excited about his potential there. And, and we think he's just scratching the surface of what he can be offensively. You know, offensively, um, he again, I said he's got great hands. Like, he's going to catch everything offensively. Um, those late passes, slip passes, lob passes. So, um, you know, we, we think he's a good fit for the way we play.
1: I think the thing that excites me a little bit about the Congo pick is the addition of Nate McMillan and to that coaching staff. You know, I think that he's really going to get this team going, um, to start to establish a defensive identity for these young guys, uh, because that's going to be a calling card between a, a, a playoff team and a non playoff team. Um, that's going to be, a, that's going to be a a, a, a calling card for this team, uh, how they respond defensively. And again, um, For the longest, for the longest, you've you've (laughs) neglected defense. But I think Okongu can fill that role. I think that he can come in and be a piece, a a strong piece defensively. So you got a second squad with uh, Okongwu. You have Cam Radish, who is a very good defender on the wing in his own right. You add a few more pieces, man, I think you're going to be cooking with grease. Uh, I have one more clip from Travis uh, from last night, and this is him just very quickly, uh speaking a little bit about Skylar Maze. He didn't really have much to say about him. This was asked toward the end by our uh our home girl, our good friend Jamila J. Shout out to Lady Jay, that's my home girl. Um she asked uh Mr. Slink about uh, his thoughts on Mr. Mays at 50. We
0: had Skylar ranked a lot higher. Um, you know, a four-year guy, um, an extremely smart basketball player. Um, you know, a very good body, um, combo guard. So, you know, just high basketball IQ, uh, skilled player. So, you know, we were excited when he was there. Cause like I said, we, we had him ranked much higher than, than that.
1: Yeah. So again, man, I, I, I like. I, I don't know much about the Skyler kid. I really don't, but, um, looks good on tape. Um, I think that he's, uh, very mature, high IQ. He's just going to have to battle, man. He's just going to have the battle for those minutes, and I think that he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. <clears throat> um, let me see if I, I'm going to give you guys these uh, draft. Let me see if I can get these up here. And draft poll results And just one moment. I thought I had it set up already. Uh, I, I posed a question on Facebook, I mean on Facebook, on my Twitter. And I wanted to get the fans reaction on how the draft or their thoughts on the draft. And so the question I asked was, um, I said, Hawks fans, how do you feel about the two guys drafted? Um, And I gave three uh, choices. And let me just update that draft so I can give you guys the most current results of what the fans, and I appreciate the fans, I appreciate the fans, I appreciate the interaction, even if we always don't agree, it's all to the good, man, it's all to the good, and let me just update this draft poll, but yeah, so again, if you're just tuning in, this is the Hawks Week Podcast, episode number 37, the post-draft edition, Uh, just recapping the draft for the Atlanta Hawks. And let me tell you this, man. If you have a squad that that is not necessarily the Atlanta Hawks, let me know how you did. Let me, let me know what you think about how your team drafted last night. So um, I'm going to post the results of the fan draft pool results. Over 90% of you guys, over 90% of you guys, we had over 160 votes. Uh, over 90% of you guys said it was a good, solid draft. said we wish we drafted differently. uh, And the other 5% just said, meh, you know, it is what it is, you know. (laughs) I imagine that last 5% are those fans that just love to complain and never have any solutions. (laughs) We all know those type of fans, right? All they do is complain. All they do is complain and never have any answers, but. It's all love, man. It's all love. Um, real quick, before we get up out of here, man, I wanted to just briefly go over some free agency rumors, and I wanted to address this kind of quick. Now, the free agency officially starts on Monday when they're allowed to make transactions, um, and probably next week we'll probably do another pod on just free agents and you know the possibilities. Who's open? What are we hearing as far as rumors are concerned? And uh, the free agency, the free agency podcast, are always kind of some of my favorites. But um, we've been hearing rumors. We've been hearing rumors, and I'm gonna tell you how this goes, right? Because some of you guys aren't aren't really clear on how this thing works, right? So you're gonna have a lot of rumors, and you're going to hear. The Hawks name come up in probably every single one of these rumors, right? Um, There's a reason for that. Everybody in the league knows that the Atlanta Hawks have money. They have money to spend. They got money to burn. <laughs> and I think about coming to America when uh Mr. McDowell said he's got his own money. <laughs> Uh so yeah everybody knows that the Hawks have a ton of money to take on a huge contract or maybe even two. Uh they have the most free agency money in the NBA. So a lot of agents are going to use the Hawks as a smoke screen. But here's what I want you guys to stop doing. All right? Are you listening to me? If you're watching me, I want you to I want you to open your eyes, right? If you're listening, I want you to open your ears. I want you Hawks fans to stop being so thirsty over every single free agent that hits the market, man. Oh, my gosh. Every single time on Twitter, when somebody becomes a free agent, when somebody says they want to be traded, there's some kind of Hawks fan that say, oh, he needs to come to Atlanta. Listen, you can only fill 15 guys on this squad. You already have a core of guys that we're going to roll with. Stop being thirsty over every single free agent, man. Like, you know, have some have some discussion about yourselves. But uh, I get it. I get it. But I wanted to address three free agents that I saw uh, on the rumor mill as of late. Uh, the, uh, Gallinari, he is um, rumored to be, uh, of course, he's linked to the Hawks and some free agent destinations. And personally, I like Gallo. I like Gallinari a lot. I like him offensive game, not much of a defender, but I like his game. Do I like him in Atlanta? No bueno. No bueno. I do not like Gallinari in Atlanta. I'm going to tell you why. Number one, you're probably going to have to overpay for him, and that's fine if you're going to overplay for a guy, but if I'm going to overpay for a guy, I want to overpay for a guy that has a little bit more value than Gallinari, and that's no shade to Gallinari. Gallinari, he's a He's a he's a you know spot up shooter. He's a veteran. He could bring a veteran presence to this locker room, but what you're not going to get offensive. I mean, defensively and where he is, I think he's like 33. Nah, I I just I don't I don't want to overpay for Gallinari, and I don't see how he would fit in. So you you overpay for him and you bring him to what you bring him to back up your four. You know, then he's going to be eating up minutes that you know probably some other guy could probably eat up. Nah, not a fan of that. Not a fan of the Gallinari pick. Um, I don't think that, uh, you know, my guy Lance Joe checking in, don't overpay. Yeah, I, I just don't. I, I think that the price tag will be a little too steep for uh Gallinari. So, um, again, this is just a rumor. I don't even know the credibility or, or the actuality of him joining the Hawks, but not a fan, not a fan. But if you are, that's cool. Uh, number two was Rondo, I heard Rondo's name was coming up into consideration of, I don't know, again, if that's smoke. Um, I've seen Rondo's name come up with the Hawks. I've seen it come up with the Clippers. Now, what Rondo could be doing, Rondo could be using the Hawks as leverage to try to get with the Clippers. Um, I think that Rondo still wants to kind of play with a contender. So I, I, I think that might be his play. Not exactly sure, though. Would I mind Rondo on the Hawks? I wouldn't mind that at all, (laughs) to be honest with you. If the money's right, like if the price is right, if we don't have to overpay for him and, you know, he's willing to take a mid-level exception, I don't think that he is. Uh, Yeah, shoot, bring him in here. Let him back up Trey. You know what I'm saying? Let him teach Brandon Godwin a little bit, you know? Uh, I've I've always been, you know, a fan of uh, Rondo, the basketball player, man. He's one of the smartest dudes to ever do it. Um, Yeah, man, I mean, so I'm cool with Rondo for the right price. Um, again, I just, I definitely don't want to overpay for Gallo. Definitely not going to overpay for Rondo, but I mean, if Rondo can get in here on a mid-level exception and he wants to be here, let's make it work. You know, let's make it work. The last one I saw was one of Gordon Hayward in Boston. Now to me, out of all the smoke screens, this one has the smokiest smoke screen of all. <laughs> it appears that, you know, and I, this, a lot of the talk that I saw with Gordon was kind of pre-draft. It was kind of pre-draft on a possible move for the Boston Celtics to move up to that sixth spot. Uh, I don't really think that there's much here. Um to be honest with you, man, I haven't seen much out of Hayward, man. Ever since he left Utah, like the fit in, in Boston, I don't think it's been I don't think it's been a good look for him, man. I think he has maybe one or two years left on his contract and he's gonna he stands to make a ton of money. Um, not a fan of the really Hayward pick. Not a fan of, of him coming here at all really. Um do you bring him here on a trade? And like who are you trading? Like, who are you gonna get rid of to like bring Hayward here? Uh what? Herder and, and deadman? Nah, he's not gonna nobody's gonna give you Herder and Deadman for Hayward. Like, that's not gonna work. But uh, nah, man. You go ahead and keep Hayward. I'll go ahead and keep this money and let's roll the dice with this young, this young uh core that we have. Lance Joe checking in again. Give Collins the max. Yeah, so. In our our next podcast that we're going to do, we're going to talk a little bit about free agency. We're going to talk about some of these contracts, and that is one of the elephants in the room. Travis Link spoke a little bit about this last week um, when he met with the media. Didn't say too much about it. Said that you know when free agency starts, uh, we we would like to try to get a deal done for John, and uh, hopefully they can get get a deal done. So. Uh, we let the businessmen take care of the business and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. So, ladies and gentlemen, I, uh, I appreciate you guys for checking us out. Thanks to everyone that checked us out in the chat. Uh, thank you guys for everyone that tweeted us, that was, uh, uh, that voted in our poll. Appreciate you guys. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Uh, thanks for uh, my guy, Mr. Gomes, checking us out from our YouTube, uh, our YouTube uh, link as well. And uh, all of us check us out on YouTube, uh, Twitter and Periscope. We appreciate you guys, man. And again, as always, like we always say, man, God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. If you don't know him, you need to find him and show him love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E, love. We out. See you next time, guys. Peace. Welcome to the Hawksbee podcast. It's your boy Edub. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to the show on all the places where you get your podcasts. Now, let's get on with the show